You are listening to the fastest growing sports investing podcast in the world. If you're looking for no-nonsense, actionable sports investing information and insight, all geared to increase your bankroll, you've come to the right place. And now, the wait is over. Direct from the real MrACL.com, this is the ACL Pod featuring Captain Wags. I give you A. C-L. Welcome back into the ACL pod featuring Captain Wags. I'm ACL and he is Wags. We are on to one of my favorite teams to talk about, Wags. The Mitch Trubisky-led Chicago Bears. Woo! I think you might have been running to the window for some Mitch MVP tickets if I heard Woo. you correctly earlier. But I'm sure we'll talk about that coming up. Here are the Bears numbers, 8-8. Eight and eight. Last year, third place in the division. The season win total this year is seven and a half, minus a buck thirty over, plus a hundred if you want to go under that. Odds to win the division plus three eighty. Nice juicy number there if you like the Bears this year. Uh, odds to win the NFC twenty to one. Odds to win the Super Bowl forty to one. Odds to make the playoffs. They're a pretty good dog there, plus one fifty five on the Bears to make the playoffs. Uh, all right, Wags, Mitch Trubisky, Nick Foles. I think we have to start there just because of the whole dynamic that's going on there. Where are you at on the Bears here? Yeah, so interesting, as you mentioned, the Mitch Trubisky odds, 150 to 1 to win the MVP. Um, and and F- Nick Foles, 100 to 1, right? Uh, also in the mix is Khalil Mack at 150 to 1. So so, uh, so just so, just so I, I hear you, Khalil Mack is the same who's a linebacker. Is the same odds to win the MVP as the, for now, starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears. That's correct. And also in the mix at 150 uh, to 1 is Tua (laughs) Tagovailoa. If I could say that again, I would, but I can't. Sounds like Rick Ross saying it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Gardner Minshew, Jared Stidham. I mean, these are all guys that are 150 to 1 with Mitch Trubisky. So I'd probably um, rather have Gardner Minshew, honestly, than Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, well, you know they'll be throwing a lot, so exactly. exactly. Right. <laughs> um, but this is uh, the the Bears. I think are the most intriguing big market team, and possibly the one of the most intriguing teams in the NFL, right? Because um, you know w- you talk about the Mitch Trubisky situation, and then bring in Foles, and nobody really even knows who to, who's going to start. And I talked to some of the writers and reporters out in Chicago, um, and basically they're they're saying is they they believe Trubisky will be the starter. Um, with uh, an extremely short leash, um, and, and then Foles will, will go out if uh, there are any issues. So um, I, I can see Foles coming in, um, but yeah, one thing I, I just a stat caught my eye that I wrote down. And do you do you know Mitch Trubisky's completion percentage from last year? I do not, but I. What would you guess? His completion percentage, I'd say, was probably somewhere around 55-ish. 63%. Okay. Which is really good. Um, You know, looking at a quarterback that you know is terrible and on a short leash, right? Um, But obviously he's throwing high percentage passes. uh, Dumps, a lot of dumps, though. Check down Mitch and, uh, you know, he, he... he can make things happen, I think, with his legs. I, I think last year was just, uh, you know, for him, really unfortunate. I, I just don't think he, – he, he didn't play well, um, but I think he can play better. So I'm 
not necessarily saying he's a good quarterback. I don't think he is, but I think he's better than he showed last year. So we'll see what he can do in the start of the season if, in fact, he is the starter. But um, if he's not and Foles comes in and starts or comes in later and starts, now Foles led the Eagles to a Super Bowl. Now, did he lead them? No. The defense really led them, um, and he managed the game. But what's different between the Eagles' defense that year and what the Bears can do on defense this year? Yeah. The Bears' defense is really incredible, um, especially for a team, again, going back to your favorite stat, a zero turnover differential, right? You have one of the best um, – I, th- I think that's what I, I saw them as. Uh, if you can confirm that while yeah, I Yeah, that's correct, zero last year. They're, they're um, totally flat on turnovers. You know, a flat, which is normal, right? That, that's where mm-hmm. the, the line is. But when you look at a great defense, um, they were fourth in points per games. They were just letting up just over 18 points a game um, and six in yards per game. Uh, they were just on the field too much. So, um, you know, I think if, if a Foles or, or even if Trubisky manages the game a little bit better, has the de- uh, the offense on the field, the defense gets a little bit more rest um, and is going to be even better than those numbers. So, you know, you on the field 10% less, the numbers are going to get better. Um, and I think, you know, there's really not that much change on, on defense. I think they're really, really good. Um, they also have solid skill guys on offense, right? You, you got, um, I think they added Ginn. You have Robinson. You have Anthony Miller. Uh, you know, we'll see. I don't think Montgomery really got a fair shake last year. He didn't, you know, perform where everybody uh, expected. Uh, you got Tariq Cohen, who's kind of this flashy, um, you know, a big play potential guy. So I think they have the ability to, um, you know, to do well in this division. And, and, you know, my, my favorite thing is to look at the schedule. They start off and probably have one of the easiest schedules, right? They open up against the lions again, division game on the road. Um, but again, not, not a tough game. Um, then, then they got the giants at home. They got to go to Falcons, Colts, Bucks, Panthers. So they have three or four winnable games in there if they play really well. So I can see them starting three and three with this schedule potentially. Now, again, we'll talk about the Lions tomorrow and I, and I kind of like them as well. So um, it's interesting, you know, they're, I guess, potential. I think they're over under in wins. You mentioned is what? Seven and, seven a, and half? a half minus 130 on the is over. That what yep. The number was. Yep. Yeah, so I don't like the juice. Um, I do see maybe potential value if you're bullish on the Bears um, at, at plus 380 to win the North. Again, I think the Packers and the Vikings might have a, a, a down year. So plus 380 is a really juicy number if you're bullish on the Bears. On the flip mm-hmm. side, seven and a half, getting to eight wins, that means you have to get to eight to win. That's a big number for a team without a quarterback, right? So if, if you don't if you don't believe in a Trubisky full situation, um, getting to eight wins just on a defense is going to be a, a difficult situation. Um, but I, I really like uh, the Bears' chances, I guess, this year to make a splash. Um, and and I'll be playing probably a lot of unders, even though those unders um, over unders are going to be, you know, probably sub forty. Mm-hmm. To me, the Bears are one of the most high-variance teams this year because, as you mentioned, Wags, their defense is great. Eighth in total defense last year. 
Um, they bring back a lot of those playmakers. They do lose Prince, um, uh, Prince Amakamu Kamara, which is okay. He's not there anymore. But, I mean, they bring in Robert Quinn, who I think is a, a really good signing there. Um, and a lot of people don't don't realize this with the whole full signing. He knows Nagy. They were together in both Philadelphia and Kansas City. So there is history there. That's why they brought him in. To me, this was them giving Mitch kind of one last chance in a not-so-subtle way, saying, all right, we're probably going to start you. I think they almost have to start him. We'll see. But I think they have to start him to give him that one last chance because if they bench him, what's the point of that, right? So you're going to put him in. He's probably going to fail. They probably know that. So then they can have this built-in excuse to go ahead and put in full. So I think that's probably their angle here. Um, But if the defense can do what they did last year – and then Foles eventually comes in, which I think he will. Or maybe Trubisky says, oh, this is my last chance. I'm going to really get it together, and he plays well. Fine. That's one option. Option two is he sucks. They bring in Foles, and he probably performs better. So in either scenario, you're getting kind of that high-variance team where they could definitely go back to what they were two years ago, which was a top team in the entire NFL. Um, they also bring in some, I'll call it high-profile names, Ted Ginn Jr., Jimmy Graham, probably guys that are a couple years past their prime, but we'll see how they can perform. Um, it's all about the O-line there. I mean, they did Mitch no favors back there. He's pretty terrible, but their O-line was just awful. 29th overall in terms of efficiency of, of their O-line in terms of uh, QB pressures last year. So really, really, really bad there. That has to improve. Um, but as far as just the number, you mentioned, I think, plus 385 was the number two in the division, right? Um, sorry, plus 380. Compared to some of the other teams in, in the division, who I think none of us in the other two pods, not, neither of us have said, oh, this team's definitely going to win the division, or, or they're great. I mean, we actually were sort of uh, bearish upon, on the, pa- the Packers and the Vikings, no, right? Ta- ta- so, yep. Yeah, exactly. So... If those teams regress a little bit, we'll talk about the Lions tomorrow, but that number at plus 380, if things can kind of go right for the Bears in the quarterback situation here, could provide some value there. We'll see. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And, um, you know, you talk a little bit about adding Jimmy Graham. I mean, it's kind of a joke. They they added like three or four tight ends to their roster this year in the offseason, um, which is, you know, ludicrous. You know, why, why not spend some money? And, and help out, uh, you know, Trubisky or Foles on the offensive line. Um, but again, you know, uh, or, or another receiver, you know, whatever it may be. Uh, we did mention Ted Ginn again. Yeah, he's getting older, but, you know, speed kills, stretching the field. Um, you know, uh, we didn't really mention it uh, in the Eagles pod, but um, with Deshaun Jackson back and, and stretching the field, I, I was uh, listening to uh, Ertz um, talk a little bit about the importance of stretching the field for him and having that deep ball uh, option because, you know, it, it does open up a lot underneath, um, which is what Mitch Trubisky loves and where he loves to throw. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that helps as well uh, again. You know, I think the Bears could make some waves. I'm not running uh, to the window to make any bets on Chicago just because there's you know so much uncertainty there. But I do think they could be a good team, and I do think they could mm-hmm. win the division. Yeah, you mentioned those tight ends. It's interesting. They were 11th in red zone offense two years ago. They fell to 24th last year. So they were talking about... 
um, bringing in these tight ends. They have three guys on the roster that are 6'6 or taller, and they also have uh, Allen Robinson, of course, who's 6'2. So um, that number should improve. I, I fully you know, think that the reason they brought in all those guys is just to improve that, that uh, kind of red zone efficiency there. So, I mean, you, you're not going to win a ton of games if you're 24th in touchdown percentage in the red zone. So that's a lot on Trubisky. It was a lot on the receivers that they had. So they wanted to bring in some sort of taller, bigger guys there to improve that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting as far as just the schedule and you're more of a schedule guy than I am as far as just breaking down each individual game. But I think it's important here because the whole Trubisky thing, if they start off slow, they're going to go to full. So you got at Detroit, home Giants, at Atlanta, Colts, Tampa Bay, those first five games. I mean, I don't think that they're I, – if they go three and two, I think that, that they would be thrilled with that. With, oh, totally. That I think, schedule, you know, the so. following two games against the Panthers and the Rams are both potentially winnable, especially with their defense. Yep. So um, that being said, you know, you know, if they do go four and two, you know, let's say they're three and three and they split the next – you know, I think Bears fans would be happy with four and four or five and three. Um, you know, then they got the Saints, Titans, Vikings, Packers. Um, so they do have a tough stretch right in the middle. Uh, but again, you know, I think their defense will keep them in games. They'll keep uh, games under. Um, I happen to like them, even though it's kind of a short week, uh, you know, coming back home against the Bucks. You know, the Bucks have to go to Chicago. That's going to be an interesting game um, to watch uh, with the weapons that the Bucks have with Brady um, versus such a great defense. And, you know, to just talking about the the Bears defense there I don't think there's any better front seven in, in the NFL yeah interesting scheduling spots for them this year they have a 13th overall strength of schedule so it's it's on the more difficult side so interesting for the Bears we'll see what's going to happen with the QB situation much like Green Bay a lot of course is going to depend on that so uh, we're going to be back tomorrow we're going to wrap up the division with the Lions the website therealmrcl.com packages are up for the NFL four weeks or full season you get my picks and Wags picks every single week. So there you go. Um, all right. For Wags, I am ACL. We will be back with the Detroit Lions tomorrow.